Are we on? Let's see if we can find it. I think we're on. I know. You're not going to find me. Hey, guys. How are you? It's Jeff Galvin of Solid Canine Training. How's things going? Linda's got to find me online now. She's sitting right next to me. She's got to see what I'm up to. And uh, this is the Q&A show we do. Just log back on. Log, log. Maybe like refresh. Yeah, refresh. Yeah. And you'll, and you'll see me. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Really, really appreciate it. You're not here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, spaghetti. Why can't you find me? There you go. Yeah. Right is there. Yep, 434, is, baby. This is you right yeah. here? Seriously, click on it so we start the I am. show. Hey, Zeke, how are you? Hey, Melissa, how are you? Uh, Joshua, we are bright. Well, we have, we've had these new lights for a while. Oh, I should have powdered my head. I should have, like, powdered my nose. I know. You should powder that, all of that. I powdered, powdered my butt. I know. All right, guys. So we do these Q&As. I do them. I try to do them every week. I try to do them on Monday. Last night, I'm making we, faith. Uh, last night, we went to the Whitney Houston movie, the documentary. So we got home at, like... You know what that movie was called? Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. We walked around arm in arm on the east side of Providence. No, we did not. And just to let you know, we did not. We downtown Providence is looking good, right? Remember that downtown Providence yes, is looking good. Yes, but we really walked good. right back to the car and came home. Okay, well we took our good old time. There was no rush. For some reason, I thought maybe we stopped for snacks. You wanted to? I said no. Really? So we came back here. Yeah. That's it. We came we back here. Sleep. We didn't have like two hours of sex. No. Oh, was that two minutes? And I'm just imagining it. It's negative two. <laughs> negative two? Uh, all right. So now is a good time to ask for your dog training questions. If you're brand new to my show, welcome. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and I have got a dog training facility up in Providence, Rhode Island. We specialize in aggression rehab, behavior modification. So we deal with some really intense behaviors. We're really good at stopping unwanted behaviors, but obviously we also teach dogs you know, how to do basic commands, advanced commands. We do a lot of on-leash and off-leash, but you're going to hear me talk a lot about, excuse me, I'm sucking a lot of air for some reason tonight. Go ahead and say something. Just say it. You're full of hot air already, or I don't know. So you're imagining. What, 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 um, so what happened is we're going to hear me talk about punishment a lot because everybody wants to, Jeff, how do I stop and then fill in the blank? How do I stop and then jumping, barking, biting, anxiety. The only way to stop a behavior, an unwanted behavior, or actually any behavior, is through punishments. Now, now we have to educate everybody on how to properly punish a dog. So we only have two choices, reward and punishment. Ignoring the behavior falls underneath the reward category because not saying no is always yes. So reward, ignore, all, saying yes, and punishment saying no. Now people need to know effective ways to punish to stop behaviors. We know because we've run it thousands of times. We're never surprised by a new behavior from a dog. Listen, Linda, what do we got? For like Jake, Jake might be the first one there. Jake. Jamal, how you doing, buddy? I, I do call him on his shit, Jamal. Okay, Jake. Yep. Best way to properly introduce two dogs when I bring my dog over to a friend's house. Should we take them outside or one dog in a kennel, etc.? Jake, really great question, buddy. Thanks for tuning in, first of all. So there's a lot of variables. So if I, I know my dogs, I know their behavior. I'd be a little bit nervous about them <clears throat> meeting other dogs, though, because I don't know anything about the other dog. But if you want to start out is the least impact, the lowest stress on you and the dogs, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Get to learn the other dog. Is the dog being leash reactive? Is the dog... Um, I'm out of control on the walk. Um, and then I'll ask your buddy, what's up with your dog? Does your dog play with other dogs? Is your dog pushy? Is your dog af afraid? Does your dog snap at other dogs? Does your dog like it when another dog gets into his face? So it's almost like dating. So you guys have to like figure out, are they compatible before they even meet for the date? Then when they meet for the date, take it slow. Don't rip off the freaking, this isn't Tinder. This is more like match.com. You don't rip off the freaking clothes and bang away. You don't even know the freaking person's name yet. This is match.com. You go on a couple of dates before you even kiss. All right, next. Next one is... Joshua, I think it's up there. Uh, that does not say Joshua. It says Joe oh. Sue. Oh, sorry, Joe Sue. Sorry. Um, I went to TGD. First session went great. The trainer said it was hard to teach him to heal on the e-collar because he wouldn't break his heel and thus couldn't correct <laughs> it. Ha ha, his prong heel. Yeah. Um, is awesome thanks to you and your video. Yeah, yeah. So you could let him know. 
let let the folks at uh, uh, TGD, I'm not sure if you're the LA one or the New Orleans one. If you're in New Orleans, you're probably working with Shelby. You might be working with Sean um, or you're working over with the LA crew, Henri and Tara, or maybe Sean. But anyway, super proud of you. Awesome. Next. Um, John Snow, what is the best way to introduce yourself to a new dog? Ignore it. Ignore the dog. Literally ignore the dog. It's like, how many times do people like, I'm a dog lover. Dogs love me. Chomp. This is the best thing to do. Literally ignore the dog. It's a big mind fuck for the dog as well. They're like, hold on here. Why are you not paying attention to me? I guess you might be important. And I'm serious with that. And I'm serious. What you're doing is you're carrying yourself and you're showing a presence that the dog goes, hold on here. Should I be paying attention to you? Because you're ignoring me. That's a fantastic way to do it. Next. Um, ba, 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 ba. Cara. Hi, Cara. Hey, Cara. Uh, hello, my dog hates walks. She runs and hides when she sees her leash and is miserable the entire walk. We use a prong collar and the e-collar. Should we keep forcing her to go for walks? So, Cara. Let's first of all, let's make sure, you know, it's it's not a tool thing. A lot of folks are going to turn that around and be like, well, if you used a gentle leader or a front clip harness, I don't know if you ever did that. I, I got an assumption that you didn't go right to the prong and the remote, but even if you did, so do we. It's possible, what you have to do with a, with a dog that's, it's possible you've got a fearful, nervous dog, start off with a prong collar and, you know, make walks fun. A lot of people tell you that, but it's like, but the dog might not be having fun. So what I would do is you want to just walk the dog, walk the dog. Even the most fearful, nervous dogs that hate walks, we do really well with them. Why? It sounds cold and uncaring. Don't think with this. Think with this. It's a walk. Let me give you a good example. If you have a fenced-in backyard and if you release the dog out in your backyard, would it run around? And if it does, but hold on here. Put a leash on the dog and ask it to heal. It's miserable. Whoa. It just isn't like being put into a structured environment. That happens a lot. Now, is it possible that you're using the tools wrong? It could be, but we rarely see that. Why? People are afraid of using the tools wrong so much that they don't use the tools wrong. That's the big misconception out there that people are like, oh, you need a trained professional. No, you don't. Like the question right above here. Someone just said how well the dog walks in a prong because watching free videos. So what I would do is be a little bit more calculating, not as heart, not as heart centered, more head centered, prong collar on the dog, start the walk and go keep the dog in a proper heel. And if they don't like it, go through the process. We've had dogs that have been miserable for the first week of a boarding train and they do fine. Give that a shot. Next. Uh, Holly says, loved Providence and logged about 40,000 steps during T3. Holy shit. Good for you, Holly. That's awesome. I hope things are better back in that. Not better. I hope things are good in, in, in Arizona. It's hot, she says. Yeah, I know. Next. We know that. Jon Snow. I like saying that because it's like Game of Thrones, right? Uh, <laughs> should a dog ever be off leash in public? John, yes, but asterisks. I'm not a big fan of walking dogs off leash in crowded public places. So if that's what you mean by like, like city centers, farmers markets, flea markets, um, crowded areas. I'm not a big fan of it. Why? Number one, all it takes is one mistake. I mean, we can all get into the whole legalities of leash issues, but still, my opinion is if you've got your dog underneath really good voice control, but the problem is what happens if? There's always that what happens if. You could always lose your dog. But public places, I mean, I take my dogs to park that are public property and I run them off leash all the time. I take my dogs to the beach, which is a public beach. There's nobody, usually not a lot of people there, and I run my dogs all the time. So... I would, and also depends on the, if your dog is off leash trained or not, meaning under voice control and under voice control with a backup around the remote collar. That's even better. Next. All right. Lori, how can you tell if a dog is leash reactive towards other dogs or aggressive? So the question is, Lori, <coughs> you stated it, but how do you, the dog, how do you know it's not an aggressive dog? It's just leash reactive, which is sort of what you said. 
Um, the only way to know is you got to take, you got to drop the leash. That's it. Yep. So we, one of the, one of the most intense leash reactive dogs that I ever worked with went to doggy daycare every day. It was this 90 pound Roddy went to doggy daycare, played with all the dogs, never got into a fight. You put it on a leash. It saw a dog. It was like holding on for dear life. Dog reared up, barking its head off. You would think it's the most aggressive dog. Now, can the dog display aggressive tendencies and even be aggressive, meaning bite um, or start a fight on a leash when it's fine off of a leash? Yes, it can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but the only way to really know is you have to have the dog off leash. Don't try that with someone else's dog and don't try that unless you know how to break up a dog fight. Don't try that until you can really read the dogs. So um, that's usually the difference. Next. Uh, oh, Holly. Thanks, Holly. I love my shirt, too. I think Holly might be my long-distance uh, pen pal right nice now. Nice BFF. Yeah. I need a BFF. From AZ. From a yeah, she's like my spirit yep. animal. Josu. Asbath. Asbath. Arizona, best friend forever. Asbath. Boof. Boof. Asboof. Boof. But I don't like the as. Yeah, it's AZ. I know, but the problem is... So you're, thinking, you're thinking of ass. I'm thinking of how my grandfather used to say, you're an asshole. Oh, so next. No. Okay. It brings back bad memories. Okay. <laughs> it's just not appropriate. Next. Josu. It's Josh. Josu. Oh, yeah, it is Josh. Oh, awesome. For Joshua. You weren't wrong, Jeff. Oh, I worked with Tara. Everyone calls me Josh. Okay. Oh, awesome. We'll call you Josh too. Okay. I'm going to call you Josu. Next. That's disrespectful. Yep. Siobhan. Hey, Jeff and Linda. For the most part, I see dogs on 2.25 millimeter prongs. Yep. I saw... On an older video, you might start dogs on 3.0. What is yep. the reason for this, and how do you know when to move down sizes? Thank so, you. So, that's a really good question. Um, usually, uh, I think we use more 2.25s now than we used to. So, th um, that's a fact. Why? I think the more skilled you become as a trainer, you can usually use a smaller prong. Um I think we add the remote collar quicker, so you can add that. You can you can do the two two five. Usually, a dog forty five pounds and under is going to be on the two two five, unless you've got yourself like one of these pocket pitties or like these. You can usually have a forty five pound bully breed. It's like short and thick, low to the ground. That dog might need a three point three millimeter to start out with, but a lot of these times you can graduate them to a two two five. Next. Uh, Holly, how do you explain to a client while you, why you are not petting, loving on their dog when you first meet them? Because, Holly, that's the best way to get bit. That's why. Pets. So this is the thing. Number one, what I always do is this. You've got an out-of-control dog. You're there for obedience training or even behavior mod. You ask them, so... How long have you been petting your dog for? Oh, geez, I've been petting it since I got it. How's that working out for you? Right? How's that working out for you? And say it just like that. So, how's that working out for you? So, this is the thing petting can hurt as well as help. It's a great way to get bit, it's a great way to put too much pressure on a dog. Last time I got bit, I was delivering a fruity ward at a seminar. It's been a long time. Dog was muzzled up, good thing. I was, I was literally. Coming in from underneath with a food reward, dog went after my hand. Think about it. So oftentimes a, a, a pet can trigger a bite. Also, you can also instill fear in the dog. And because why? They could be head shy. Also, you don't know anything about it. Also, you can pet the dog and it gets all ramped up and it jumps up on you. And now you have to correct slash punish. So, you know, you're you're it's it's imagine, you know, any of my teachers out there, it's like you don't smile before Christmas. You're not nice to the class before Christmas. You're really structured, right? Establish, establish the hierarchy of the class, establish the rules, the consequences, get everybody in line. Then come Christmas, smile, be a little bit nicer or else they're going to manipulate the hell out of you. That's why. Next. I don't know what you mean by that Christmas thing. It's just December. So they go to school September, October, November, and everything is really firm and structured. Then comes December, and the teacher warms up a little bit. Go. 
Um, Jason. Hey, Jason. What should I do if my dog doesn't always want to eat his kibble? I want to make him work for his food like you guys do at your board and train facility, but he's rarely interested in his food. So, Jason, just to let you know that, <laughs> I mean, if you've got a dog with low food drive, only, well, first of all, only feed it through training. You might be overfeeding the dog, too. So, only feed the dog through training. So, what you do is, is the first couple of days, like a dog, people struggle with this concept. Like, I'm mean, just watching National Geographic with, you know, you know, other, other, other predator animals is dog can go a couple of weeks without food. Now we don't do that. We don't do that. And we don't withhold food from dogs just to let you know, but you work for your food. So we get a lot of nervous and fearful dogs and like, there's your food. It's right there. And you have to use a motivator. So some folks are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to let them eat out of their food bowl, but you need to find motivation and food is a powerful motivation. If you don't have food, you might have to use more compulsion. Compulsion is technically force. So to me, I'd rather get a dog motivated any way I can because we only have a certain time to, to get them to at least going. So don't feed the dog out of a bowl. Only feed them through food. And if they don't want to take it that day, don't give it to them at the end of the day. They'll be fine. Just make sure dogs need water. They need water. They'll live with it. They can live with half portions for a while, quarter portions for a while. I mean, most dogs are overweight, but you know, most dogs that we get, they'll do food. If they're really nervous about taking food from your hand, you can always put the food like on the ground in front of them. So after you give your marker for what you want, you can put it on the ground. Some dogs are just a little bit nervous taking it from your hand. Next. Uh, Spinisper. I have a senior dog and I'm getting an eight-week-old puppy soon. Any tips? Oh, cool. Yeah, ton, ton, tons of tips. Where'd you go? Hold on. Tons of tips. Number one, when you're, you got, you, your puppy might piss off your dog. That's what the bottom line is. The puppy is going to be really playful. It's going to get into this, the other dog's face. Ideally, the other dog just goes, like, get the F out of here, you little puppy, you know? And then the puppy goes, oh my gosh, that was the worst thing in the world. And they run off, but they'll come back. Don't worry. You do have to watch out that your older dog doesn't harm the dog. That could happen. Um, but, you know, when you get older, you don't want to be bothered usually. You don't want to be bothered. So, but what I would do is massive structure, just structure, 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 be ready for not a lot of sleep. Raising a puppy is really hard. Next. Josh. Yes. Uh, but here's my question. My four month old GSD pit mix jumps fences. However, she only does it if she sees my girlfriend leave. I guess she's trying to go with her. I shouldn't eat collar yet. Right. She's just turned four months old. Well, what I would do though, is you're going to have to. Because your dog could run away and get hit by a car. So I would. Or I put a leash on the dog, let it get to the end of the leash. But I would rather use a remote collar. And, you know, we don't use remote collars on higher levels for obedience at that age. But for a dog trying to jump a fence, you have to. You have to. You have to make it suck to jump fences. Mm -hmm. Or theoretically, I would never have a 16-week-old dog off leash that it could do that. I'd, have always, I'd always have it on a long line. I would never give... I would never give a 16-week-old dog that much freedom. Next. Mm. This one's from Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hi, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Do you guys know any dog trainers in Northern California? I have a dog that is leash reactive. Even with the prong collar, he pulls like crazy at the sight of dogs. Bummer. Mm. You know what? I might. I mean, I don't know. And nobody's like, if anyone put links up here, I've got to delete them because I don't know anything about these people. They, should put, they might be great dog trainers, but I don't know them. So please don't put links up here because we have to delete all links that get put up on my YouTube live. Because for all I know, you're sending people to a Viagrad. Um, and, you know, I sell those on the side. So I don't want you to blow up his spot. I don't want you to blow up my spot. Um, but uh, you can give, I would I would email Sean, the good dog. So thegooddog.net. Email Sean, ask him. He's out in California. I'm sure he knows some of his colleagues up north. Next. The Zeke. Hi, we have an older dog. And she has had, sorry, a recent change in behavior. She has become highly reactive to guests even after meeting them. She acts like guests is a stranger every time they enter a room. So, Zeke, depends on what you mean by older dog. Your dog, check your dog's eyesight, check your dog's hearing. Could be an eyesight thing. Um, either way, though, if your dog is blind or deaf, no free passes. So, 
the best way to stop that is to, you have to obviously, how do you stop a dog from reacting to guests? You got to do it through punishment. So what I would do is I would do a twofold thing. Number one, teach your dog the place command. Place command is go to a dog bed. But again, we don't want to use obedience to fix an unwanted behavior, but at least now you'll have something to also do. We don't direct, redirect. We don't say, don't bark, go over there. It's like we say, stop barking. And by the way, go lie down over there. So what we'll do is keep a leash on the dog, ideally a remote collar, correct with a remote collar, correct with a bonker. I don't have any bonkers. I didn't bring one today, but um, bonkers are rolled up towel. Um, but you're going to hear a lot of stuff that a lot of people are going to say, oh, no, then it'll be afraid of humans. No, it won't. Then we'll get more aggressive towards humans. No, it won't. That's all this imagined harm. Anybody that says that has never done it properly, and they probably don't know what they're doing because we do it all the time, and it stops it. Next. Okay. Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Beth, I'm so frustrated with my dog. I bought the e-collar and it's been beneficial, but it hasn't fixed reactivity. I'm so ready to just buy a bark collar and take a trip through the town to end it. You could do that, but a bark collar only goes off on the reactivity, which is fine. But if you're going to buy a bark collar and you already have an e-collar, you can do the same thing, right? So bark collars are only good for when, the, when you're not in the room. So if you're gonna walk your dog through with a bark collar, you might as well just use the e-collar. So chances are you're underwhelming the dog. You're underwhelming the dog and you're waiting till the dog is already aroused. You've gotta shut down the nonsense at the intent. Got it? At the intent. As soon as you're walking your dog, keep your dog in a proper heat. When we're out of the house, we're gone maximum five hours. Watched and followed your videos on separation anxiety, but still she's- You do. Monitor their food and water, number one. Make sure you're not overfeeding the dog. Number two, serve a better quality food. I mean, you can, I mean, I serve, hey, I serve, you know, I'm on the raw diet and, and one of my dogs has had accidents before, but it doesn't happen all the time where I can connect it to me leaving. It just like, you know, I missed, I missed a signal probably and they pooped in the crate. I think it might've happened to girl a couple weeks ago, you know, um, but that's just like, you know, shame on me. Um, I just wasn't paying attention, but then again, I wasn't there. Um, so what I would do is, uh, also for anxiety, practice a lot of downstays in the crate, even when you are there and in, in downstays in the crate with a door open, when you are there with the door closed, and then also do lots of obedience drills where you hold your dog accountable outside of the crates. And then inside the crate, it's more of a call. It's more of a calming area. Also start doing long duration stuff, long duration. Never let your dog do any OCD or spinning behaviors in the crate. Next. Baker the Hut. Hey, Baker. Adopted a five-month-old two weeks ago. Have been using the prong collar to teach leash manners. Awesome. When would you advise testing walking through her public, her through public places such as Bass Pro to see how she does? Um, no, Bass Pro can can be a, a mess dog. Not mess dogs up. Wrong choice of words. The slip the floor of like these big box stores can make dogs really really nervous. What I would do is I would see how your dog does on exterior environmentals first. Exterior environmentals are going to be more like crowds. So how well does your dog do with a crowd? But this is the thing. Walk in a Bass Pro, spend 30 seconds, walk out, see how it goes. Mm. There you go. Next. Jamal. Linda, I don't know how you're not laughing at this guy. Jamal, we've been <laughs> together for 18 years. I know all his shenanigans. I know all his shenanigans. That's all I'm saying. Let's keep it real. Jamal, every time I take my clothes off, she laughs her ass off. That's okay. It's funny. So, so don't worry. There's plenty of laughter that comes from her. Next. What else? Barks, hackles up, or his head low and hackles up. Prong collar makes a huge difference. But boy, for a punisher, it's 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 well timed. It's firm. You can adjust your levels. We like the e-cower technology one. Um, just go to you buy them on Amazon. You buy them from us, you know, but they're usually cheaper on Amazon. But if you appreciate what I'm doing, oh, by the way, there's a little dollar sign at the bottom here. Mm. Every once in a while, someone will throw some cash our way for these freaking shows because they appreciate the, the stuff. It becomes a super chat. Your question gets answered at the top of the line. Um, but I would get yourself a remote cower. Next. Um, Kurt. When using e-collar correction with mini educator at level 30, yep. dog audibles and stops behavior every time, but doesn't deter. 
him from doing it again? Do I need to turn up on the level? So here's a good question. Audibles can be deceiving. I've had dogs that like, will make it like, Kira is very vocal. She'll make a yip. And she's also got, like, she's a very sensitive dog. Meanwhile, she can hit a tree, bounce off of it, and keep chasing a ball. So it's, it's an inter she's an interesting dog. But don't let the audible fool you. Obviously, none of us want to harm our dogs. And I'm at the top of the list. But if your dog keeps repeating it, either they don't understand what you want, which is possible, but or it's not it's not firm enough. It's not firm enough. I mean, you know, you got to figure out what the motivator is. And if you're trying to stop certain unwanted behaviors, discomforts, an intolerable and an intolerable situation can stop it, especially on some leash reactivity, jumping, counter surfing, you know, um, obviously aggression. Um, so that could be it. Or your dog might not know what you want, which is possible. So I'd have to look more about your, your training program to see what you're exactly doing. Next. Uh, Jason, are there effective ways to train a recall without food rewards? Tons, remote collar training. You don't need to use food. I didn't use, I didn't use food for probably the first eight years of my training career. Listen to my old shows. I was against food because I was never shown how to properly do it. So my ego was so big that I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in learning. Um, I got a lot of heat from a lot of food trainers and I was getting good results with just using compulsion. And, uh, and then I finally found someone that actually does food training that was, I respected and it was nice. So, but a lot of times I don't use food. I don't use food to train recall. I don't use food to train my dogs. They like the ball, but you can just use, yep. Yeah, just, you can use, you can just use a remote collar, remote collar and praise next. Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Really hoping to make it out to Seattle for your training weekend. I looked up the information, but I was hoping you could tell a bit more about how it goes. For example, are these eight hour days? Yeah. So Lisa, they're two, <laughs> they're two eight hour days. And even if you don't bring a dog, you'll learn a ton. And I have no agenda. I talk for, well, I talk the whole time, but I pretty much give an opening speech for 10 minutes. And then I start working dogs. That's it. Literally. That's what I do. And I work dogs and I don't stop till they're all done. The first day is a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. The second day is group because I need to know about the dogs. You'll see dogs of all different, you know, and you won't have the worst dog. If you think you've got the worst dog, you won't have the worst dog. Um, what I do is I, uh, uh, everything I teach one dog will apply to you and your dog. Like it's all, you know, it's all universal. So yes, it's, there's an hour for, there's an hour break for lunch. Um, uh, foods included, lunch and snacks are included. And, um, they're, they're, they're long days. They're long days, but I don't stop. I literally, I don't stop. So they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Next. It'd be great to see out in Seattle. It's going to be a good one. It's almost selling out. I think there's a couple of tickets left. Next. This one's from Nathan. Hi, Jeff and Linda. My dog's body language is tense around other dogs. When they invade his space, he snaps. How would I relax his body language? E-collar correction. If so, mid are away from the situation. You've got to teach your dog how to move away from the pressure. It's pressure. So hackles go up. Dog shows its teeth. Dog snaps. Why? They want to push the pressure away from you. You need to teach the dog, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We got other ways to do this. Come on over here. And what do you do? Remote collar, leash pressure. Next. I don't know what's up with that accent. <laughs> I don't know where you learned six that. Six foot fence. Yeah, six foot wow. fence. Wow. All right. It's time to it's time to correct that dog. Mm -hmm. Next. Hey, Missy May. Hey, Missy May. Hi, guys. Clients took a long time effort into desensitization and even had Sheba at firework display on the 4th on the way home. Super loud and close fireworks sent dog into a shaking fit. Yeah. Now every night repeats. So... What you're doing, so what, what's happening is, if I read it right, the dog was sort of doing a great job being desensitized from the, from the, um, from the fireworks. And then on the way home, it freaked out again. Mm -hmm. It could have been, it could have been, it felt it, it was contained. 
I don't know. I wasn't there. It could have been that the dog was always in motion, maybe. So it wasn't thinking about it. Um, they had it doing other things. So its mind was moved off to the side doing something else. So there could be a lot, a lot of different variables. A lot of different variables. So next. Grant. Hey, Grant. How do I ask Jeff a question? Grant, you just did. And you put a question mark after it, buddy. So Grant, just type it in your thing. But it might, but we got a lot of questions below you, so it just might take me a, long, a little bit to get there. All right, but yeah, you just you just did. You just asked me a question. Next, this one's from Philippe. Hey, Philippe. Hi, I have two seven-month-old Schnauzers. When I walk them separately, everything goes well, but when they are together, it's a mess. They bark at people and try to chase every dog they see. Ain't that funny how that happens? Sort of like kids, right? So. Seven-month-old dogs, you got your work cut out for you. It sounds like you might have gotten them from the same litter. You know, what's done is done. But that's what's going to happen. Two dogs equals six dogs. So one dog by itself, one dog by itself is one and one. Put them together, it's six, and it's a shit show. So what I would do is I would tighten up your individual healing. Tighten up your individual healing. Then what you need to do is they're, 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 they're working off each other's energy. Just to let you know, it's a very common issue. You are not alone. By the way, nobody's alone. Nobody's alone here. Like, I haven't seen any new questions yet. It's the same stuff over and over, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, though, all this stuff is typical. All this stuff is typical. That's why I'm sort of matter-of-fact in how I, how I answer my questions, because we've seen it so many times. So what you're going to do is tighten up your heel even better. So I don't want your dogs, if they're walking one by one with you, I don't even want them scanning. Got it? No scanning at all. No pulling at all. No arousal at all. Because then when you walk two of them, what you got to do is you got to find whoever. It's, there's always going to be one that's going to be worse than the other. There's always one that's a little bit like trying to get ahead. Nobody's ahead. Train them to follow you, which means they're walking a little bit behind you. Next. Uh, Zeke says, thanks for the suggestion. I will give it a shot. Oh, you're welcome. <coughs> Nathan. Hi, guys. When I give a command to my dog, he gets overexcited by going through a cycle of tricks. E-collar correction. If so, working or fishing level? If not, how do I prove? Okay. So your dog actually doesn't understand the command. The dog's working for the reward. Most likely your dog's working for the reward. So, which you can do if you're doing like clicker food training and you want to teach your dog new stuff. You're just like, you can like wait till they do something you want. This is what I would do. I would do, okay, you don't. You don't do fishing for that. Fishing is a whole nother category. Fishing is not used usually to stop an unwanted behavior in the moment because it takes a little bit of time to do it. We mostly do fishing for crate nonsense and we're trying to figure out what levels to work them at. But if your dog is going through all this stuff, keep a leash on the dog. So this is the thing. Just because you're using a remote collar at the beginning, if your dog doesn't know what you're talking about, keep a leash on the dog. Got it? Leash on the dog. Say you tell the dog to say you tell the dog to uh, um, sit and it lies down. You can say no and pop it up. All right, next. Uh, Holly says RV seminar so worth it. Heather said Lisa Singer. I've been to multiples of his RV seminars and they are great, worth every hour and dollar. Oh, awesome! Cool. Josh, how young can you board and train a pup? Can't wait to see you in San Diego. Max might be issue free by then. Um, uh, who, who said that? Josh. Uh, Green. Wait, you. You skipped a bunch. That's why then. No, I didn't. Yep. No, I didn't. Okay. Anyway, so I actually had to cancel the last five. The last five. Um, oh no! How young can you board? Justice. I'm sorry. Wrong one. Um, actually, I had to cancel the last five seminars of the year. Not because of ticket sales, because I can't get away from Providence. So I can't get away from Providence this winter. I can't get away from it. There's something, something happened that I can't get away. So I'll be on the, my last seminar um, is I'll be in Seattle because I'm flying to it. And then I'm going to be doing, um, you can see my, go to my RV trainer now, but I had to cancel Texas, Arizona, Denver, California, and Las Vegas. And it's and it's. I've never had to do such a broad cancelization, but I I literally can't get away. So I've got to stay at my company for the next year solid, um, and then stay home for the next year solid. There'll be some that I might be flying to, so I might be able to reschedule some stuff. But right now, 
I just had, I had a, I, ASAP, as soon as I found out, I had to just stop it. So I won't be there and I apologize. Next. Um, okay. Dog pays no attention to prong. Go to e-collar. Um, or you this can be from Beverly. Hey, Beverly. Yeah, you definitely can Bev, but also you might be using it wrong. But if your dog is totally blowing off a prong, um, you can always bonk the dog to get its attention. A bonker is a towel. It's going to be, a, it's a punisher just to get the dog to be like, whoa, I better pay attention to my owner. But a lot of times dogs get so aroused that like nothing matters. So a, a remote cower, an e-cower, shock cower, same thing can over, can overpower that. Next. Okay. Jay Fontaine, you're funny. Josh, can't, uh, that one's, uh. You can read Jay's Fontaine one. My dog keeps trying to get me to burglarize my neighbors. How do I keep him from being so persuasive? Let him know what. Let him know that if you're caught, you'll end up in jail and nobody will feed him. That should change his mind. Next. Or you'll break into the wrong person's house and you won't make it home and no one's feeding the dog. Next. Okay. This says, can't wait to see you in San Diego, but it's a different question. Got it. Uh, Max, my one and a half year old GSD is almost perfect now thanks to your videos. However, I still want to attend the seminar. Awesome. I yeah. Know. Like I but said, I'm, no I'm not going to be there. Yep. Well, plus he gave us a dollar 99. Where? I didn't see that. Down below. Oh, nice. Thank you. Nice. Someone, someone on. just hit that dollar sign. Dollar 99. I'll take that. Mama needs Hell, some man. shoes. Save up. Uh, that's right. I need some new that's shoes. More than I paid for some lap dances. Next. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn toy review. Hey, Jeff, nine month GSD. 81. Whoa, Whoa, 81 pounder loves to bark at dogs on walks. Should I try to look away? No. Correct it with a remote. Tell him knock it off. Correct it with a prong. Knock it off. Got it? Don't redirect. Punish. It's gonna get worse. Seven month old, you got a big you got a big dog there at 81 pounds at seven months old. So make sure first of all, let's make sure that dog's not overweight. There are some larger GSTs out there. It might not be. But a lot of folks who got uh, German Shepherd dogs will let him get a little bit on the heavy side. So be super, super careful about that. It's not good for their hips, not good for their, you know, a lot, a lot of their, a lot of their, a lot of their health. But I, what I want you to do is this, teach the dog no with a remote. Next. This is Sasha Elvira. Oh, wow. Cool. Is there a way to stop my dog pulling? I train my puppy to come. How do I stop my dog pulling? Oh, that's easy. Get yourself a prong collar. Prong collar, if you're brand new to my world, I, I've never seen your name before. So if you're brand new to my world, if you're brand new to balance training, some of the tools we use are prong collars, remote collars. We also use food and clickers. Um, but a prong collar is going to be the easiest way to start your journey onto the not pulling dog. If, you're, if you've never seen one, they do look barbaric, but they don't harm a dog. I've never seen a dog harmed. I've trained over 4,000 dogs on prongs. They've never been harmed before. Um, and that's going to give you a lot of leverage. So I've got videos on how to size it, how to start using it, and um, that's that's how you're going to do it. That's one of the ways. It's the simplest way. Next. Um, this one's from Josh. I got Max from my local shelter, by the way. He was so bad. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Next. Uh, the photo god. Hey, photo god. Let me just scroll down a little there. Having trouble with healing even after prong and e-collar corrections. How do I become more interesting to my dog so he'll follow me instead of out front scanning? Um, the photo god. What I want you to do is go to my YouTube channel. In my YouTube box search, look for, just type in 180. And it's a, and it's a video with a Rottweiler, I think. The 180 move. And it's, it's, I get a lot of shit for it because it's a lot of pressure on a dog. But guess what? Works like a charm. Works like a charm. Next. Um, also teach your dog remote collar heel, which is a different protocol. But the 180 move is a great way to, boom, get that dog to walk behind you. Next. This one's from Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hi, Jeff and Linda. My dog gets overexcited with high-pitched whines when going to my parents' house. They know to ignore, and I have dog in place. Anytime I eat correct. Everybody keeps asking me, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So if you're brand new to my world, you know, we use a ton of, and I don't like to quote science because most people don't get it right. Um... We use a lot of positive reward-based training when we want to train wanted behaviors. But in order to stop an unwanted behavior, you have to use punishment. If you don't use punishment in your training program, your dog is going to actually struggle. It'll struggle with duration. It'll struggle with stopping unwanted behaviors. 
Um, so 90% of our day at our training center is rewards. 10% though is the most important, which is stopping the unwanted behavior. So what I would do is I would use a bonker. A bonker is a towel wrapped up. You would say no, bonk, take the arousal out of the dog. Next. Okay. This one's from Chevy. I always get so excited when I see the red live button. Me too. E-collar pressure sores, but not on longer than six hours. Too tight or allergy? Uh, possibly an allergic reaction. Get the nickel-free ones or get the comfort pads. Next. Um, a Aya girl. My seven-month-old OES. What's yep. that? Old English sheepdog. I love how you know all these. <laughs> Sorry. Please, I don't nice. know them all. But... I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, next. Uh, please, but sometimes we'll accidentally bite my kids while playing. So you got yourself a big dog there. What you're going to do is your dog most likely is over-aroused. He's also seven months old, so he needs to have an on-off switch. Let's make sure we get this under control right now. What's happening is... You know, your dogs are probably between the dogs and the, your dogs and your kid, your dog and your kids, they'll probably get them all worked up and excited. That's what kids do with dogs, right? Your dog doesn't know how to handle it, uses his mouth inappropriately, which they do. So, what you need to do is start giving your dog an on off switch and make sure that the kids also know right now, don't get the dog so excited until the dog learns better impulse control. The thing is, I don't want the children necessarily to be punishing the dog. So the punishment for biting has to be sort of in the moment when it's happening. I don't, I wouldn't want them to do it. I'd want an adult to do that. So what you can do is you can start getting him riled up if you want to. If he puts his mouth on you, <coughs> you can use a punisher, which could be a bonker. Um, but right now it's like you sort of have to like advocate for the dog and teach him about boundaries. Next. <clears throat> this one's from Beverly. Is there a particular temperament dog that will react badly to being bonked? Guess it makes me uneasy. So, Bev, the only thing we've ever seen is some dog, every once in a while a dog will go into defense. So, we, I've bonked so many dogs, and I, I think maybe there's one dog, because I bonked him from the front. He, he was, the owner had the leash. But if you bonk, if you bonk from the heel position, I'm not seeing it. All I'm seeing is dogs is just do better work. But remember, it's not just one thing. There's like a lot of other stuff you got to do. So you can't just go around. You can't just let the dog get away with everything and just bonk him once in a while when you feel like it. You got to be like, lots of rules, lots of structure, hold the dog accountable, bonk for things that are unacceptable. Next. Um, Kayla, lately, lately, my pure positive aunt has been telling me that zookeepers use clickers, so I shouldn't need my e-collar. How do I even explain the difference to her? Is that a good point? I'm stumped. Ha -ha. So Kayla, you don't explain anything to your aunt at all because they're not connected. So I'd love to see them take their clicker. And by the way, we use clickers. So for full clarification, we use clickers. Zoo animals are, are captured. They're in jail. They only eat if they do something. Got it? Try that out in the freaking tundra. You'll get killed by the animal. So that's the stupidest comparison in the world. It's like SeaWorld animals. Yeah, it's a killer whale in a fish tank. They only eat when they perform. I'm not going to even get into the political aspect if I agree with zoos or agree with aquariums. That's not what it's about. What it's about is they only eat if they do what you want. And they're contained animals. Big effing deal. Have your aunt come down to my training center. Try that out. Don't have her come down. But stop discussing it with her. Don't discuss it. Talk about anything else besides that. Next. Don't have her come down. Yes. Next. Uh, okay. C this CM. Hi, CM. Oh, my God. You're live. This is amazing. Love you both. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, CM. It's cute. Lisa was practicing a sit while interacting with another pet parent. That pet parent then allowed her dog to press into mine. Mine reacted. Growling teeth bounced out of it. Out of sit. Should have corrected my dog since she was pressured. Yes and no, but I would have also kept the other dog away from yours. Your dog might not have been ready for it. So advocate for your dog. Next. 
uh, Skimma something. Yep. Skimma GC Canada. How do I get my 100-pound lab from barking when he is playing? He is two and has had the tendency to bark to ask for stuff. I do have the remote and a prong collar, but he's still excited and doesn't work. So if the prong, the, the prong collar, the, dog, the dog's playing, that means he's probably off leash. So the remote collar is going to work by stopping the barking. So if you use it properly, which is probably, remember when the dog is aroused, they don't feel low, low, low numbers usually. So don't worry about the number. So if I had a dog that was barking its head off, demanding things of me, or like sitting there barking, like come out and like throw the ball or give me the tug or come out and play, I'd be like, no, no, it's not on my calendar right now. All right. What I would do is I'd correct the dog would go, oh, so barking, barking socks, right? Yeah, barking socks. So mm. do that next. Uh, Drew says, hey, Jeff. Hey, Drew. Hey. Uh, next one from another one from Schema. I train, I train with something for walking and he is really good. But when he wants to play, he's just too worked up and the methods don't okay. work. The methods work. You just have to adjust them. Your dog is aroused. So the dog is aroused. Therefore, you've got to up your game. Got it? Got to up your game. That's where punishment comes in. Because the dog is, dogs. if a dog's being leash reactive, it won't take food. You can use, I'm not against using food. We use food all the time. You can use food to heal a dog. So you can use food to heal a dog. But as soon as it gets aroused and reactive, the food doesn't work anymore. It's the same thing. Once the dog is aroused and over threshold, all the stuff you're doing to teach the behavior is out the window. So what do you have to do? Punish, then you can go back to teaching. Next. So everyone has to learn how to de-arouse a dog. The magic is everyone needs to learn how to stop an unwanted behavior right now. And that's a great question. If you're looking for a dog trainer, you can ask them, how do you stop an unwanted behavior immediately? They should be able to answer that in one word. It's called punishment. You know? She's dreaming. So you should, they should be able to answer that in one word. Punishment. So that's how you stop unwanted behaviors. So your dog is aroused. Nothing else is going to work. All your normal motivators won't work for the dog. Next. This one's from Heather Hartz. Hey, Heather Hartz. My dog is e-collar and prong trained. He heals like a pro. But she is... And heals like a pro. Yep. Sorry. But she is scared of passing trucks and buses and she pancakes. How do I fix this? Keep moving. I've worked with so many dogs at Pancake. Keep moving. Got it? So let's go or heal. Move your dog. Move your dog. At the beginning, you might want to try south, north, east, west. What I mean by that is you're walking. Say you're walking. It, it, you don't have to be walking north, but it's like, you know, we all know what like north, south, east, west is, right? So say you're walking north, the dog pancakes. What I want you to do is go on the other side of the dog, walk south, see if the dog gets up. If that doesn't work, head east. If that doesn't work, head west. Get the dog to move. Once the dog is moving, go back into your original direction. Next. This one's from CM. Hey, CM. Seven-month-old rescue lab mix. Extremely fearful of people. Best way to counter condition him? Sounds about right. So you're at a nice little stage with your dog's life. The best thing I would do, CM, is make sure you're using the proper tools. What we consider proper tools. Remote cower, heal your dog. Remote cowers can override so many fear issues. And a lot of times people are like, so you're shocking enough a fearful dog? That sounds mean. No. Dog can only think of one thing at a time. All right? So what the goal is, is you're telling the dog, and you can use, by the way, you can also use fear to rehabilitate fearful dogs. How do we know? We do it all the time successfully, over and over and over again. So what you're doing is you can't be rational with a fearful dog, right? So you've got to take charge and be like, let's go. So what I would do is if you're using a prong collar and a remote collar, food won't work because if, you, if the dog's truly afraid, they won't take food. By petting the dog, verbal praise, dog doesn't hear. Toy, dog doesn't care. Remember, there's only so many things you can do in dog training. You've got to find the motivator. So when it comes down to a lot of fearful dogs, believe it or not, sometimes compulsion, force, that's, which is not a bad word, is what it's going to take. You need to work the dog through it. So a lot of times for counter conditioning, if you're trying to use clicker and food, which is what we use, they won't be receptive to it. Why? They're afraid. 
The, the best thing to do with a fearful dog around people is. Uh, where am I? Jake. Hello. Any insight on what you're cooking up for videos? I saw your post on Instagram. Jake, yeah, I'm looking for a part-time leading to full-time video person in-house. In-house. So I want someone to start documenting more of our work. I want somebody to take more video. But the biggest thing is edit video. I got so much content that I never get edited. I got a lot to say. I got a lot to share. I got a lot to teach. But it's not edited and then we just have to edit it for usually time. I need to take, take somebody to take a lot of my clips, turn them into one minute clips for Instagram. I need to do it in short story form for Facebook. I need to do it in longer story form for YouTube. So things like that. Next. I, I want to be able to create more. I want to be able to create more free content. More free content. Next. Kathy. Bonkers are amazing, painless and quick. Yep. They sure are. CM, how do you begin to cap a dog's prey drive? Um, it's the first sign. We don't want to get rid of a dog's prey drive. My dogs have got high, high prey drive. I'm not interested in eliminating it. Some people will say you actually can't, but that's open for discussion. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm not interested in eliminating my dog's prey drive. I'm interested in controlling my dog's prey drive. So to me, my dogs have incredible ball drive. So if what, what they're going to do is say they want to... Um, uh, uh, say my dogs want to say chase a rabbit at the first sign of it, punish her with a remote. Got it. And guess what? They'll chase balls just fine. Or what I can do is take a ball, throw it, but make sure that they don't get it until I release them. So if they go get it before I release them, I would use a punisher and guess what? Then I would give them the release word and they would run like hell towards it. So I'm not going to eliminate their prey drive. It's more about controlling it. Um, certain things you don't want it. Chasing, chasing things like squirrels, rabbits, deer. You end up with a dead dog running into the bush. Next. Hi, Melissa. How are you tonight? Hey, Melissa. <clears throat> um, spin a spur. Preparing myself for puppy. Best ways to stop puppy biting. Um, what I would, uh, what I would do is I'd stick your finger, stick your thumb into its throat and push down. Do that. You can also use a bonker. Uh, this one's from oh, Shannon. Hey, Melissa. Shannon. Yep. Do you have any tips to teach prong collar, e-collar to older owners who may have some arthritis, a.k.a. timing is bad? Um, yeah, you do all the training and put the, make sure the dog's on punishment mode. You do all the training, and so the dog's off of prompt, and then if it doesn't listen, they just push a button. That's what I would do. Next. Oh, um, Nathan, continuing... I don't know where the last part of oh, his just, question just, was. Just, just read it. Dog's body language is tense around other dogs. Is there a way to teach the dog to ignore as opposed to avoiding as you recommend? He avoids the dog, however, when when followed, he snaps. Dog's body language is tense around other dogs. Is one way to teach the dog to ignore as opposed to avoiding? Um, okay. So what I would do is teach the dog better coping skills. What I would do is you got to advocate for the dog. So this is a two-pronged thing. That's why you see us with dressage whips. We've got just dressage whips. And what we do is your dog, you'll guide away. The other dog, you'll gently move away with a dressage whip. What you're doing is you're teaching the dog then to avoid conflict. To and that You can teach that dog that it can move away from pressure. Now, eventually, you want to introduce that dog, let it sniff its buck, but do some genital sniffing. Make sure you got plenty of singles and fives on you, please. You know, and then what you're going to do is you're going to be able to then have a dog that goes, okay, so if I'm uncomfortable, I can move away from pressure and you move the other dog, but you're, 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 you're slowly advocating for me and teaching me how to advocate for it. That's what we do. That's what we do in our socialization. Next. Um, Schema uh, Canada. Okay, I've had it up to 100%. So you probably need to get a, a, a stronger uh, remote collar. Next. Um, Louis Saka, how do you correct bad behavior when you leave the dog alone in the house? That's that's a really great question. So crate the dog. Crate the dog. I mean, there's, there's to me, that's the easiest thing to do. is so. If, but if the unwanted behavior is barking, you put a bark collar on it. If the unwanted behavior is try to get out of the crate, you set up a video camera and you have a remote collar on the dog 
and then you leave the house, your remote collar works up to a half a mile away. You've got your video camera, whether it's a nanny cam, cam or it's a camera that's on your phone, uh, you know, security camera. And if your dog starts trying to break out of the crate, use the remote collar to punish that. All the information you hear about there saying, oh, if you punish a dog in a crate, it'll hate its crate. No, it already hates its crate. No, it won't. So those are the two big ones, barking too much and trying to get out of a crate. But if you're like, Jeff, how do you stop a dog from ripping down the blinds when you're when you leave the house? My response would be crate your dog. And that's not avoiding the blind issue. It's just smart dog ownership because your dog could die. Your dog could die. Next. Okay. Um, CM. <clears throat> How do you teach a two-and-a-half-year-old GSD to exit the indoor crate calmly when he has been conditioned by previous owner to exit his outdoor kennel in a high-arousal state ready to work? Keep a leash on the dog. Teach it to slow down. So slow. Keep pressure on the leash. Dog comes out. Put it in a down. Put it in a sit. Next. Uh, is that Ernie? Ernie, yep. Um. Uh, Dog has no issue with storms, loud noises, but fireworks are really bad, yeah. even when they're very faint to us. How do you introduce noise awareness to get past this? That could be a hard one. What you're going to do is start downloading downloading sounds. So start downloading sounds from the internet of all the different environmentals that are out there. Fireworks being a big one. Put it in a low setting. Work the dog. You can do a couple of things. You can work the dog while you're playing the noise. That you can probably put it in a higher setting. Um, and then also teach duration. Go to a place bed, lie down, and be calm. So what we do is we we will we'll correct slash punish a dog for any sort of neurotic behavior, running around the house, sitting up, OCD behaviors. Then what we do is we correct that, and then we say, hey, go do this. Next. Um, Frank Bush. Yeah, hey, Hello, Frank. Jeff and Linda from British Columbia. Hey, hey what's up, Frank? Uh, thanks, Melissa, for posting that. Link to the Patreon. There's the Patreon page there. Everyone can click on that and join it from 322 MSG. Next. CM says thank you. You're welcome. Heather Hartz. Would using the e-collar to reduce the arousal around buses and trucks help? If yes. so, how would you use it? High stim to bring her down? Yes. Next. Ernie. Dog has extreme separation anxiety, destroying crates, chewing doorknobs when he gets out. Got it. How do we help him to relax when we leave? Thank Got you. it. So, Ernie, the best thing to do is I've got really strict protocols on this. So, it, you might have to get a strong crate. They make crates in all different, like, qualities. It's going to be a remote collar protocol, though. It's going to be a remote collar protocol. What you want to do is you want to make sure there's a, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. Hold the dog accountable. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. This is a long answer. I'm going to do a tip of the day on this, buddy. Great issues tip of the day because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. Ernie, I'm going to do a tip of the day in the next two days on this. All right? Just look out for it. It'll be on my Facebook page. Next. Um, Missy May. What's the best way to get the Sheba through its firework phobia now that every night without fireworks it becomes very fearful? Um, you have to, like I just, so Missy, I answered that question about the thunderstorms a little bit earlier. You got to get the dog, you got to get a soundtrack of it and then start counter conditioning protocol, but you correct any nonsense about running around. Next. Let's try to blow through um, these. Yep. Nathan. Hi again. Sorry for all the questions and I appreciate all the help. Dog heels beside me. Doesn't break. However, his tail is high up and ear perked. Should move towards a new, uh, neutral tails. and he's Yeah. Use the real collar for that arousal. Next. Stan. Hi, Jeff. I've been feeding my dog raw chicken mixed with kibble and an egg. What do you think about feeding raw in your opinion? Oh, I'm a huge fan. Get rid of the damn kibble, though. You're defeating the purpose, Nathan. You're defeating the purpose. Don't mix raw with kibble. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not the worst thing to do. Just go to just go to raw. Just go to raw. You can do you know all, all kinds of organ meat. I'm lucky. I've got a great butcher down the street for me. I get all kinds of organ meat. So you want to do organ meat? I'm not an expert in nutrition at all. I'm the farthest thing from it. I'm a student, actually, a very young student in the raw. But I would do raw food. I'm a huge advocate. My dogs eat raw. Next. Um, Chubby Donut, what's up, buddy? Next. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for all your videos. You yeah. helped me. You're welcome, Kelly. Ernie, re really appreciate the no BS, straightforward responses. You're awesome. Thank you. Ernie, you're welcome. Life's too short, and there's a bunch of bullshit going on there because everyone's trying to sound like a nice dog trainer. Even the ones that are using punishment, they want to be the nice, friendly punishers. 
I'm a nice, friendly Punisher too, but I'm not going to freaking sugarcoat this shit because dogs are freaking dying or, and owners are struggling and dogs are being surrendered because everybody wants to, is afraid of like telling the truth. No, you won't get that. For, you're going to get that from me. It's just the truth. So that's why I turn off a lot of people. Chrissy May gave us a bunch of hearts. Nice. Thanks, Chrissy May. Um, oh, it's Stephanie. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. I haven't caught you guys live in a while. I saw Facebook Live earlier for the first time in a while. So glad to catch you both tonight. Thanks for still giving the info. Awesome, Steph. Love you. <coughs> Miss that girl. I know. I remember the back in the day. Back in the day. It's like it was date night with her. <laughs> you get married, Stephanie, did you get married yet? Next. I'll leave her alone. 321 Lacod. Love your channel. How do I teach my five-month-old pug to obey without food? Thanks. Um, you can start doing um, easy. You start. You can start with food and then start doing variable rewards and then start doing no food rewards and start doing punishment for lack of compliance only on known commands. Unknown commands. Next. Sophia. Hey, Sophia. Hi, Jeff. We have just started using a prong collar on our 10-month-old Rottweiler. Nice. It has made the world of difference. Yeah, 10-month-old Roddy. And he is now a pleasure to walk. Thank you so much. Sophia, man, I don't know what your life was like before that, but I've worked with a lot of Roddies. I'm glad you figured that one out. I'm really glad you figured that one out. Next. I had to yawn. John Snow, going to be in Southern California anytime soon? I might not be. Nothing planned. I'm usually there for Thanksgiving this year, every year. And I do a seminar out there. I drive my RV across the country and then back. I had to cancel that tour just because of some personal things. I might not even make it out there for Thanksgiving this year. We still have to figure that out. So I don't know. Next. Um, CM. Yep. Best way to stop a dog from lunging and barking at skateboarders. E-collar does nothing. Um, the E-collar high enough does something. So it's possible that you're... Um, it's possible that you're uh, underwhelming your dog. But also start using distance. You Start with distance. It's not a BAT protocol. BAT protocols take too long, and most of the time they don't work. So what I want you to do is, but you definitely utilize distance at first. But also it's not a skateboard issue. It's an arousal issue. It's an arousal issue. So we've got very specific protocols on how we stop that, and it's done with a remote collar. It's absolutely done with punishment. But also then what we do is we, we if you if you diminish the arousal in the dog when it sees a skateboarder, um, when it sees a skateboarder, oh shit, it's a bit of an hour and five minutes. Um, we're gonna have to we have to sign off um, uh, on this. If you see an hour, um, hour, 50 minutes, you want to diminish the arousal in the dog, and that will make life a lot easier. That'll make life a lot easier. Um Jay Hamlin, looking forward to our Skype tomorrow. Awesome. Holly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Looking forward to Patreon Q&A, too. Nice. Um, this one's from MMBB. Hi, I will... Wait, what's this? No. Do I read this? What's going on? Yeah, I'll, I'll review, review, the, I'll review the, this video. She's going to watch this early. Oh. She's going to watch this My one-year-old rescued dog is becoming worse lately. He knows the recall command used to come. Now he's going further and further and totally ignoring me outside. Your dog figuring out that there's better things out there than you. It happens. Makes your dog normal. Next. All right. Thanks, Melissa, for posting that. RV. Uh, Mike. Hey, Jeff, just found out my wife is pregnant. What steps should I take to create a plan for getting my oh, dog geez. ready for the baby? That's another one. That's another one. Hold on. Baby. I got a baby proofing video. Go to cooldogtricks.com. Go to cooldogtricks.com. I've got a video for sale. It's I'm not trying to get money out of you, but um, I got a specific baby proofing uh streaming video. But the biggest thing is take away affection. Make sure your dog is crate trained, living in a crate at night and when you're not home. Teach it to place command and hold it accountable and no bed, no furniture. That's basics. Next. Um, Evan. Yep. I have a fearful Jack Russell, eight years. She has some resource guarding issues to my other terrier. She will guard everything. Snap. Any advice teaching her to just exist around other dogs? Yeah, the way you stop, go give my out command. Go to my video, my YouTube channel, teach your dog the out command. Next. Uh, Stephanie says, LOL, still not married, Jeff. All right. Eh. On that note, now you upset me. Well, actually, maybe you didn't. That means you're on the market. Oh. Which won't help me because I'm a happily married man. 
Can we have a girlfriend? Can I have a girlfriend? We don't talk about that online. Stephanie's really nice. She's got a good job. She's very pretty. She's friendly. She might have a crush on me. Maybe a little weekend love. Do you want to punch in the face? <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Jeff Gelman, solid canine training. Now I'm, I'm looking around for something I can throw. Normally, you just elbow me. All right. Welcome to the neighborhood. My ride's here. i got to go. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Jeff Gelman, solid canine training. We'll talk to you later. Are you serious?